You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. for episode seven of the hockey heaven podcast sorry we've uh kind of been gone for an extra week here we uh wanted to give some time for the series to wrap up and just you know really jump into the finals so here we are we're back uh the semifinals just wrapped up we had boston carolina and st louis san jose so uh, which one do you guys want to start with guys start with the the one that ended quick quick? real quick yeah all right, well, let's talk about Boston Carolina then. Uh, ben, I know you had Carolina winning in, I think you said six originally. Yeah, I, I moved it to seven, and that just doesn't make me look any better, though. No, it, it, a little better. I think it's a little better. Uh, but, I mean, like, it was ugly. Like, they, they, they were horrible. They were really, really bad. And I, I, mean, I didn't think they were that bad. I thought Rast just played really well. Yeah, it was just – but they – they looked different, like than their previous series where they were coming out and crushing it, right? Like it was kind they of looked like they were caught in the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, like a, that's were, a really good way to. Put they looked it. like they were like a deer in headlights, like they. Yeah, yeah, it, it looked like the situation finally got the best of them, but yeah, and once that first game, once they let it slip away from them, it just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, no, but I definitely think that they should have won probably two of the, those four games, but Rast just played so well that uh, it didn't really matter. Yeah, and, he's been uh, I think Brad Marchand really got under Carolina's skin and played a big role in that series as well. He got under Justin mean, Williams' skin. Yeah, he did. Well, like, Justin Williams kind of represents the Hurricanes too, so, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like he you saw things out of Justin Williams that, you know, we haven't seen before. He was trying to cheap shot players and do all these things that's completely out of his character all because, you know, the Bruins got into his head. They were playing that way and that's their style and it and it it screwed them up. I yeah. thought the first game really set the tone, right? Like I didn't think the officiating was all that great in the first game. Um I think there was a couple chancy calls on uh was it Hannah? No, what's his name? Hamilton, sorry. Um, yeah, on Dougie Hamilton. I almost said Hannafin, but uh, no, I, I thought there was a couple of chancy calls there, uh, and then the lead got swapped, and then Bru- the Bruins just took off with it. So, and then I think from that point point on, like Carolina was just rattled, and the Bruins yeah. took full advantage of it. So, uh, not too much to say on that one. Uh, on the other side, the the Sharks finally fall. Yeah, finally. the Sharks finally. Uh, no more luck for them. Hey, I guess it finally ran out. That's fine with <laughs> About me. Time. Yeah. This one, this one was kind of, this kind of was kind of bittersweet because I was watching the series and I was just thinking like, I know it sounds bad. I was like, what? I, I what would have a Vegas Blues series would have looked like? You know, like it. I think I think that would have been a really fun series. And after the Carolina or not Carolina, Colorado incident with the offside and. 
Then the hand pass that happened, I was just sick of them. And I'm, I'm kind of glad they're gone. I think the the hockey gods finally were like, you know what, enough of these freaking guys. Um, and the Blues just turned it up a notch um, and got the business done. So where does the shark, where do the sharks go from here? Down. <laughs> Down? Downhill. I, yeah. I, like, I, it's, it's got to be now. Like, they've had the last couple of years. They're somehow staying the course here with, with the age even. And um, it's got to be, though. Like, the age is going to catch up to them eventually. I think this is it. Well, they're going to lose like their young core. It's not like the young core is that bad. They have, you know, Timo Meyer, Hurdle, Couture, Kane signed. Uh, Vlasic's still not bad. Burns is still there. It, they are losing some key pieces in Carlson, uh, most likely, and, and also Thornton. But, you know, Thornton was up there. I don't think he was that maybe in the locker room. But on the ice, you know, I'm not sure how much he truly contributed compared to the rest of the core. They're losing pieces, but they still have a really good team in front of them. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it's just, it, like... What's Carlson going to make, you know, like on the market and all that stuff? There's so many questions with, I know he made a tweet the other day saying like, thanks to San Jose and everyone's you know, that been is. Great. Bye-bye. So I, he's gone probably. <laughs> he yeah. gone. Um, I know that he's been linked to Tampa Bay and New York, I think, with his other team. The whole um, Tampa Bay rumor is just crazy. It's like Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors. Like, they yeah. do not need yeah. Eric Carlson. Yeah. Um, but no, like Joe, Th- probably – I don't know if this is Joe's last year. Maybe he's got one more left in him, but um, yeah, it's, there's just so many question marks rolling that team, but you're right. They do have some young players. Uh, they got a pretty good defenseman that may be able to replace Carlson somewhat in Merkley. I know he's an offensive guy and he's in their system, so maybe he can help fill a void in a year or two that Carlson leaves there or, you know, they got to deal with their goaltending though, too. That's another thing. You know, I was going to, let's talk about that because, uh, I didn't think Jones played terribly bad. Uh, I mean, I think he was a, one of the big reasons why they got past uh, Vegas after after playing terrible. You know, like the last couple games he played really well. And then Colorado, he played really well. First couple games in this series, he played really well. So, I, I mean... He was brutal this whole year, though, regular season I think I think a lot of it has to come down to how they're built though they're a running gun team and they give up a lot of chances and that's what happens when you have carlson and burns on your blue line i mean burns burns yeah, isn't a shutdown enough. guy carlson isn't a shutdown guy i know Vlas- Vlasic's a really good defender but then you got like brendan dylan and brom and i mean it, it just kind of falls apart there they're right okay, you'll keep yeah, Ryan. but they're not that great yeah, yeah it's it's not a it's not a stanley cup blue line when you look <clears> at it like after the first two names or first three names it really falls off so um yeah but he he lets in some softies too, like he, for sure he has some bad goals. So I I don't, I don't trust him. I just I don't know if it was a bad year because he had he was pretty good the year before. Right, so he maybe, had maybe, good years. Maybe you'll give him another like an extra year here mm-hmm. and just see if he can mm-hmm. figure it out because he did have flashes in the playoffs where he looked really really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that game seven against Colorado, he played really well, right? Yes. Keep, keep the team the, the game the team in the series. So. Um, well, he's congrats- signed for for five more years at five seven five. So yeah, with the no <laughs> trade clause, so it's it a it's a three three team no trade clause. So he is probably not going anywhere for, for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I guess congratulations to the Bruins and the Blues. We can move into 
our Stanley Cup final matchup. It is a rematch of the old. Uh, I think it, how many years ago was it? Forty. Forty nine years ago. Forty nine with uh, Bobby Orr's famous goal flying through the air. So. Uh, I guess the Blues are looking for some revenge against the Bruins, and then uh, the Bruins are just looking to add to their collection uh, for Boston championships the last couple of years, right? What's your All guys' right, if someone's if someone's going to Bobby Orr uh, in this series, who's it going to be? If someone's going to Bobby Orr, <laughs> someone's going to fly through the air. It's Patty Maroon in front of the net. Maroon. It's Patty Maroon, man. <laughs> and his uh, legs get taken out, and he soars through the air. Well. Okay, before we start talking about the series, let's let's just get let's just jump straight into it. Like, which which team you guys got? Um, Zane, I know you, you got the Bruins to win the cup, right? Yeah, I gotta stick with up. I gotta stick with Boston. So how many games? One. How many games you got? Uh, I you know what? Let's keep it entertaining. Seven game series. Everyone loves a good seven games, especially in the finals. Let's drag this out for as long as possible. After this, hockey's done until September. So, you know, it's seven games. Okay. Okay. Ben, who do you got? Oh man, um, I do not want Boston to win, and but, but they're, do you they're think they so will win? good. They're so <laughs> yeah. dude, they look so good. Oh, Rask um, looks good. Rask is yeah, Rask looks yeah. great. And on the other side, Bennington's been awesome though too. So, uh, I have to go with my gut, and I gotta go with Bruins and seven as well. All right, Bruins seven. Well, I'm gonna go Blues and seven. Um, I think there's something special going on in that city, and uh, that team. I think I think I think this is the year for them. I really do, and I think um, there's a long break for the Bruins. Uh, there's been like a uh, like a, a sequence of sweeps into sweeps into sweeps into sweeps. Yep. You know, like the team that swept uh, New York swept Pittsburgh and then got swept by Carolina, who got swept by the Bruins. So maybe. Maybe there's a sweep. Oh, wow. Are, are you about to say that the Blues are going to sweep? <laughs> no, no. I think it goes Hot seven. Take. I think it goes seven for sure. But um, what a storyline this St. Louis team has had. Yeah, for the sure. Last place back in the start of January. Bennington gets called up, and they go on a run. So who are the Con Smythe favorites here? So like I, I think it's I think it's the two goalies. I think it's Bennington and, yeah. and Rask. Mm-hmm. And then if, if Boston Florence, wins, think, it has to be Rask. Like no, yeah, I, no I one think, else. I think so. And then I would also put probably Marchand and maybe Jaden Swartz up there. Uh, yeah, Jaden Swartz is definitely for the... Yeah. I, I also think, though, that uh, Colton Paranko has had a really quiet, good playoffs. Yeah. Uh, he's played really well. So he, he like he was a big factor in shutting down or slowing down that Couture rampage he was on. Uh, he would have probably been a lock for the consonant. Oh, yeah. If, Couture, oh, yeah. 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 So... I mean, kudos to them. Uh, but how do we think these two teams match up? You guys are saying the Bruins. Is it the experience you guys are going with here? Like, what's it's Tuka the... Rask. It's Tuka Rask. So you guys got the hot goalie. Net, it's the Tim Thomas of what they did to the Canucks in 2011. Yeah. Tim Thomas. Yeah, oh, I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> same here. Tuka Rask is playing absolutely un- unbelievable. You know, they got some days to rest up, get get everyone healthy again. The bumps and the bruises uh, have settled down, and they're going to be ready to push and go through. And it's not just like a, a break where you know they they lose that intensity. The Bruins have been there before; they know what it takes to get to that to that level, and they'll be able to get back to that level after a ten day break. They'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think Rask probably has the edge here, but 
I do like the uh, the Blues forwards, the depth, their size. I like the Blues D size. I mean, I picked Blues to win the Cup, so after Tampa got knocked out, I think I thought the Blues were going to win. So and I, I is, hope you're right. I hope the yeah, Blues do this win. This is all coming to plan for me. Uh, we just got one enemy left, and it's a stupid And it's Bruins, your mortal so enemy. It's my mortal <laughs> enemy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I hope this series is entertaining, and I hope it's good, because I know a lot of people have been kind of like, we don't really know how to feel they feel about it because uh, you know the blues are kind of not one of the mainstream teams right so yeah there's no. no like rivalry or history with these teams there's no big storyline like a crosby versus uh um you know who was on the other side like a joe thornton on the other side with pittsburgh san jose like there's no there's well, no washington there, with ob there's the there's the history there's there's history of the blues Oh, what they didn't text each other, whatever. Well, no, it's like the old captain versus the new captain, kind of. I don't know. I kind of. Bacchus is like, is he even a factor? Uh, is, he, is he gonna play? Is he gonna play? Like, I don't. I don't know. Exactly. I don't think so. he, you know, what? I think he does play this series just because of his size and how big the, the Blues are. They yeah. Need some size in the lineup, so he'll probably match in. And plus, you know, he's got that experience in the playoffs, and yeah, he's true. a leader. So, um, yeah let's let's kind of talk um i, I want to talk about the the st louis uh coach craig berube um you know he's he's taken this team from dead last and he's propelled it to stanley cup finals uh is he did I, i'm trying to remember if he got uh nominated for the jack adams this year i believe he did right he better have i remember i picked him to win i remember that from episode yeah. one <laughs> well i know i know that the awards are just uh for the regular season but like let's say we're talking like overall you know important factors towards a team goalies for like players how important has craig berube been to this blues run i mean i think he's got this He's got this. These guys believe in, and he's really changed the whole aura of this team. You know, I think it's really impressive. Oh yeah, um, like he has to. He has to have a huge hand in it. Like the team doesn't get turned around like that without someone, you know, really guiding the way. And obviously, he's done that quite well. Yeah, I mean, the only like real um, other coaching change has led to like a Stanley Cup victory in the like, past years I, I mean there's been the daryl sutter swap in la uh i know he stepped in and then they they ended up winning the cup and then there was also in the pittsburgh mike sullivan it? swap yeah, yeah mike sullivan mm-hmm. in pittsburgh uh so those are two so like if so craig brubay switches and, and wins the cup um i think he's due for a, a new contract with the blues what would you pay yeah, him? They gotta sign him yeah what what would you pay him because coaching, coaching salaries are all over the place right now, right? Like, yeah, they're literally everywhere. If the so, Blues can afford to, you hand them a blank check and you say, hey, <laughs> you've earned it. All right, $30 million a year. Here you go. Buddy. <laughs> 30. <laughs> That's a lot of money, but it's worth it, apparently, right? Right, said blank, blank check and all. Blank check that keeps it under, you know, single digits in the million. Okay. There you go. Um, so... Let's let's kind of wrap up the thing here. You guys got Bruins in seven, and I got the Blues in seven. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. yes. Should we put and, a bet uh, on it? Should we put a bet on the finals? Do you guys want to bet some? No, because I want the Blues to win. <laughs> <laughs> join, join my side then. Come on, come on, join my side. Let's do a bet. Uh, okay, okay, fine. I'll go Blues in seven then. 
What is this bet? Yeah, what's the... <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what, what should the bet be? Should it be like a... Should it be like money? Should Zane, Zane has to fly us out to the draft. Loser, losers have to shave their head. Lo- losers have to shave their head. And I think that's on, going on too far. It's not personal enough. This Stanley Cup final is not personal enough for me to shave my head. That's over. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, let's do. Losers have to trade their first round picks in their fantasy league. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I already did that. <laughs> oh, you did. You did do that. I have another one, but I'd rather keep one. Uh, I think we'll just, you'll know, wait for a final that's more personal, and then, then I'll do the shave my head if I Yeah, really you're, you're down for that? If it's like I'll, a Habs, if, if it's a Habs shade, Oilers yeah. thing, I'll, I'll oh, then we'll get tattoos. Sure. Loser gets tattooed. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm not gonna I do actually, like a Habs logo on. I okay, I met a guy, one of my one of my good buddies here. He's a Boston's, <laughs> he's a Bruins fan, and he has a Montreal Canadiens logo on his shoulder in Bruins colors because he that year, the, the year where the the Habs upset the Bruins and uh, made it like, and then uh, Price got ran over by Kreider like that year. I oh yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he did a bet with his buddy who's a Habs fan and. Uh, he was like, you never, you never said what the colors had to be. So he got the Habs logo and Bruins colors. At oh, least. that's funny. <laughs> but that's just hilarious. Every time I, I see it, I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> All right. Hilarious. Well, let's move on. We we're talking, we we're just talking about coaches. So maybe let's jump into. There's some recent coach coaching signings, um, or there's one coaching, one coaching hiring, and then there's one that's going to be hired probably. <laughs> God, I butchered that. But uh, <laughs> DJ Smith in Ottawa just got hired. And Dave Tippett is a clearly, or apparently, like one of the only guys left in the running. Bad decision. Job. Bad decision. DJ Smith, you got you think no, that was bad? No, no, the Oilers won. DJ Smith's. Oh, well, the Oilers won. DJ Smith's not a great signing either, but. Uh, okay, which one do you guys want to start with? Uh, the I'll one start that with actually happened. The one that actually happened. Okay, you want? Okay, let's start with the auto one. So I, I don't think the signing was that terrible. Um. It was kind of random and out of left field for me. I actually think uh, that yeah. they probably maybe should have stuck with Mark Crawford on this one. Uh, what do you guys think? I agree. I think they should have stuck with Mark Crawford. I think he's a, actually a pretty good coach. Uh, I think what happened is they all had their meetings and Melnick was like, hmm, which one is the, like, which one will bend to my authority and will? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. That's probably what happened. And then DJ Smith is like, hey, I'll do whatever it takes to get a head coaching job because he's not even, has he been head coach? I don't think he has. No, I don't think so. No. So. So what confuses me is that Eugene Melnick spent a lot of time trashing the Toronto Maple Leafs and criticizing their defense and then hires yeah. their defensive coach as their head coach. Well, he was kind of taking shots at um, Cal Dubas and Brendan Shanahan. He wasn't more talking about their defense. He was talking about like how you can't uh, just sign forwards and draft forwards and not have any defensemen, right? right. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, I think honestly, I think that point is fair, though. If we're just talking about that, I think that criticism on the Maple Leafs is fair. If it, I, if like it comes team. from someone else, but this guy's a moron. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> that's true. That's true. Melnick is an idiot, but um, could you guys imagine if they hired Patrick Waugh instead? Yeah, I saw that was those, one of the rumors. That was yeah. a big one. Like that was as a Habs fan. Close. As a Habs fan, I think that would have bothered me. I bet. That really, I bet <laughs> it bothered me. Yeah. I think it would have. Yeah. yeah I mean, me. I'm. I was born kind of after the Waugh uh, phase, but I mean, I still. 
you know, I, I, I see all the highlights, and I mean, well, Patty's Patty Wall was was sick. He was he's a uh, oh, yeah. his numbers retired in in the and he's gonna go coach for the Senators. Like what the what the fuck? Like I hate yeah, this. That guys, would hurt. Guys, so. That would hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like Grant Fear going coaching for the Flames. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that just sound gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. Ugh. So yeah, I think I think honestly he was just kind of trying to put his name out. I there. mean, oh, hold yeah. on, Grant Fear actually did play for the Flames, but like that still bugs me. He played one year right at the end of his goddamn career in yeah, Calgary, and it's just yeah, yeah, bothers yeah. me. But anyways, I mean, I think that that was just a pure like PR stunt to get let teams know he was in the business, right? Because I've heard some people say that the way that he stepped away from Colorado kind of put a black mark on him oh. and that a lot of teams weren't willing to hire him anymore. So maybe he was trying to... Get a job anywhere he could. Yeah, I don't know. Get back in the NHL. I don't think... Because like, I don't think his um, his methods or his style would have been... He would have butted heads with Melnick so much. Like, he's a fiery guy, right? So right. he wouldn't have taken oh, yeah. any of Melnick's shit. So... Oh, it would have been good. Yeah, that would have been entertaining. I guess I, maybe like Patty could have just sabotaged the sense from the inside. Like just got in there. Oh and man, just sabotage! You mean save? They need someone no, no, to no, save them. No, he wants them to sabotage for the for the Habs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, cool. um, so DJ Smith was hired. Um, I mean. Who who else was there? There was Patrick Waugh, DJ Smith, Mark Crawford, and then there was another name I'm, I'm trying to think of too that was brought up. Do you guys? I think it was a European guy. Mm, not nothing that I can remember. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't hear. Like, I just heard. Uh, or no, I'm just, thinking of Ralph Kruger in Buffalo. Yeah, well, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Southam, the soccer guy. I, I, guess, I, we'll, I guess we'll talk forgot, about that. I, yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. What did you guys think of that? He was the old um, uh, Team Europe coach for yeah. the uh, uh, he was World, the, World the Cup. CEO over there. Over there. Oh yeah, CEO. He wasn't the coach, right? Yeah. Really? I, I think it's, really it's pretty interesting. interesting. He's really uh, interesting. he used to coach the Oilers, and one of the things that they talked about with him is that he was a really good motivator, and I think for a Buffalo team that has kind of been in the dumps like you look at O'Reilly and Laner and what they've said about leaving Buffalo and how you know good riddance and it was a terrible environment I think Roth Kruger is going to bring a lot to that environment uh I'm just not sure who his assistant's going to be because they they need someone on the actual strategy side you know Roth Kruger is more of a uh, a person personal like motivator rather than a hockey strategist so yeah. they'll need someone to get that part of it done but I think Patrick it's a great hire for them I'm just kidding. <laughs> Patty, an assistant coach? Yeah, right. Pa- Patty and Ralph uh, pumping up the That boys. is not his style. <laughs> you know how Wa, Wa, Wa goes in the dress room and just grabs somebody and punches them. That's his way to pump <laughs> the boys up. He's like Tendy fight. He grabs the backup goalie and just and just he's like, we're going right now. Um, let's talk. Let's talk, let's move over to uh, Dave Tippett though. Um. He looks like he's the clear candidate, only guy left. I want to hear what Zane has to say because a couple weeks ago, I remember we both agreed that we, we didn't all, think he yeah, was the best said. for the job. Yeah. Well, we we didn't want them playing a defensive style. We want them playing like no. a high offense transitional style, right? Yeah. So, 
Now, Dave Tippett's someone who's gotten a lot out of some pretty bad rosters, so <laughs> it kind of makes sense <laughs> in that part, but, you know, this this whole hiring situation, not only for Dave Tippett, but even Ken Holland, it just it feels very familiar to what the Oilers did in 2015. Bobby Nix went out, hired his Hockey Canada buddy uh, back in 2015 with Shirelli, now it was Peter Holland. And then Peter Shirelli goes and hires Todd McClellan without an interview, and and now Ken Holland's hiring Dave Tippett without an actual interview. You know, I think they met uh, on Friday to have contract negotiation talks that didn't get finalized, but it hasn't seemed like they've actually had a one-on-one interview, which, you know, is important. They, so they... I, 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 I hate to bring this up, but I saw a tweet mm-hmm. with a link to a, to a post with the Sorry, reporter Lord. talking about Connor McDavid and how if Dave Tippett is signed, he is going to request a trade. Oh. <laughs> like, where are you going on that one? But no. Um, and you went right down the shitter. I went, I went right. I went, <laughs> I went right there. But I mean, there's got to be concerns, right? Because if, if Tippett's hired, that style of McDavid, I don't know if that's how you want to be playing hockey. I, I don't think. I'm not I, saying he's going to ask for a trade. I don't think this is going to be a Willie Desjardins situation where he's trying to get Ilya Kovalchuk to play defense. You know, Dave Tippett's <laughs> going to let Connor McDavid do his thing and, and Leon Dreisett will do his thing and, and worry about the rest of the team more. Uh, how are you going to get Connor McDavid to stand still? You're not. You're just going to make him skate. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the game plan. Go out there, Connor McDavid, get some goals for us, and the rest of the team shut it down. It's something that... Ken Hitchcock had some success doing uh, when he took over, and it's just up to Dave Tippett to get it done now and and get some with some new personnel in, some new players in, because the the roster redress was terrible. I wonder if the Oilers are looking at Dallas and looking at that stacked top line they have, and the rest of the team kind of junk, and rest of the team going defense. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but Dallas has adopting a that really style. Good... Uh, Dallas had really good goalie play, and I there's no way the Oilers have that. <laughs> I know, I know how much that. Let's give him the off season. Give him the off season. Let him come back. Have a, you know, he is our starter next year. That contract, he is the number one goaltender. We're bringing a backup that can maybe push him, but you know, this is this is the guy we have to live with for at least the next two years. I think after that, you can try and buy him out or do something if he doesn't work out. But you know, Miko Koskinen's the guy. And who was who was the guy in the AHL you guys had this year? Shane Starrett. So how old is he? He's about twenty five or twenty six ish. Okay, so, and then you got Stolarz, who was the backup. Are you guys re-signing Stolarz? You think or is uh, he's a UFA? So we'll see what happens with that. So do you think that do you think Starlet could step in there and help out maybe next year? Uh, sorry, he is twenty four. He is an RFA. He had one good year in Bakersfield, and before that, he was in the NCAA having some decent years. Yeah, you know what? Maybe he can come in, but I think the Oilers are going to go out and acquire a experienced goaltender, maybe like a McElhaney or something like that, to really oh, push. Oh no, no, no! Costco. I don't think so. No, I, this, so. I read an article that they're going to Tippett wants to bring in Mike Smith, like legit, because he worked oh, with them for the Coyotes for so long, geez. and so he wants to bring in Mike Smith. Oh geez. no! Yes, I like I, I forget who tweeted it. I meant to send it to you didn't, guys. Didn't Ken Holland so pick good. Mike Smith to be the third string goalie on Team Canada one year? Yes. Yeah. Was yes. that Ken Holland? Yes. It was. He's coming. That He's was. coming to the Oilers. Mike Smith is coming to that, the Oilers. No, no, no. That was the World Cup. That was the World Cup, wasn't it? 
It was Price, uh, Holpe, and Smith. Weren't those the three guys? No, I want to say it was the Olympics, but maybe. Oh, no, I'm maybe thinking Crawford. Was, Never mind, you know I'm thinking Crawford. Yeah, it was no, an sure. international tournament. I'm pretty sure Ken Holland was the general manager, director, whatever position he was. He was definitely involved. And Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey! Well, you might be able to get him cheap for like a year or two, right? Yeah, but he's horrible. Yeah, he yeah, is horrible. Are the Oilers winning the Cup next year? Let's be real. He's no, good if you get to the playoffs and Costa gets hurt. Then I then I trust Mike. They Smith. need to. They need to. The Oilers need to stall until like somebody figures it out. Either Stuart Skinner. I, they just signed Oliver Rodriguez. Like, you know, like his dad's pretty much the coach. One of the coaches in Bakersfield. Yeah, so I'm not. Uh, it's another I'm not sure OBC about that one. signing. Um, I hope he does well, but you know, signs point otherwise. But no, I think that I think that they just need to stall until they can figure out a better solution and i don't think there's any solutions on the market this year i mean there's bobrovsky but you guys aren't getting him what about Var- Varlamov or Varlamov? yeah there's Varlamov. i think he's probably a better stopgap than smith i mean he's I think... probably too expensive for us is he gonna uh, be that expensive though? we're dealing with a he's injury prone and he's and he was the backup really he this was year. backup yeah like i don't know if he's gonna be worth very much i think we have like a two million dollar budget on this backup goalie i don't see i don't think i don't think smith signs for two million and i don't think varlamov signs for two million Uh-oh, our yeah. best bet might be just be you know what you know a run with Koskinen, yeah, run, with, run with um run with starette and dave tippett you get a year just to you know play the team you have and we'll try and improve it for the year after so who are the two right now there was Koskinen, um stolars and then a starlet who's the backup in the ahl uh, Stuart skinner, right skinner who actually took over in the second round of the the playoffs for them oh he's playing right now he they they lost in the second round but he was the starting goalie for the last few games oh interesting okay zane if they don't sign you know a decent backup tendy do you still have them making the playoffs like is that even gonna be possible uh, it depends how well Koskinen rebounds from from last year i think they they keep saying that this guy's got a lot of work ethic and a lot of dedication commitment blah 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 we'll see if that translates over if he can turn it around then they'll be fine do you think he can like what what do you i know it's way too early but like what would your prediction be for him next year like is he actually gonna be a number one i hope so i think a nine ten state percentage is all they need to get to the playoffs Ooh, really it's average With the higher dave tippet you're, you're golden <laughs> you're, i think was the average gets... that low this year it was, 9, yeah, it was 909 this year, or uh, oh, roughly lower. 909. That's lower. Oh, yeah, it is lower. It's usually like 913, 914, yeah. 915-ish. Scoring oh, was up okay. this year. We had a lot of 100-point scorers. Yeah, we did. All right. So, overall, are we are – we ha- I guess we're not happy with the tip news. Is that kind of – Oh, well, if he brings in Mike Smith, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope right he does the streets in. I, I want to see you out there with a sign oh saying, I want to see you out in front no, of I'll, I'll right support. Now. I'll support Mike Smith if he comes in and is an Edmonton Oiler, but I don't want it to happen. Mike I mean, Smith? Definitely not. Oh, God, dude. Oh, I will laugh. I will laugh. That would just be brutal. I'd feel really bad, honestly. His ugly masks and all. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, so let's go towards... Um, some free they actually signed yeah they they signed the orders will stick with them they signed uh joachim nygaard to a one-year deal he's a 26 year old out of sweden and he is apparently the second highest goal scorer in the shl and 
is fast. What they're saying is he is can keep up with Connor McDavid. He's super speedy and wow. So he's yeah. gonna try, he's gonna play on that line probably with him. Uh, who knows where he's gonna play, but we'll see what happens if he even makes the the team out of training camp. Just my thoughts from him is uh, he's super fast. He kills penalties, and it doesn't seem. Or his points in the SHL translated as something like 30 or something like that in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's another Tobias Reader. Maybe it's an actual Tobias Reader. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with him. Kind Very of like a, like a no-risk, high-upside signing. Speaking of no-risk, high-upside signings, did you guys see the Montreal sign today? I thought they bet about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. Montreal signed, uh, re-signed Brett Kulak today for a... Uh, it was 1.8 for three years, so pretty good. Um, 1.8's a, a decent chunk, isn't it? 1.8? I mean, I think people said he was supposed to go for 3.5, so we got him for 1.8. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's a win. He, he looked really good. I think he's a good uh, 4, four or 5 guy in the lineup. Uh, like, you know, he if there's injuries, he can step into that middle role. If there's not, then he's probably playing on the, the third pairing. And uh, I wouldn't pay anything over two for a guy on my third pairing. So no, yeah. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's good. I was happy with the signing. So I think his uh, I think his game melds really well with the Habs. So yeah, overall really really pumped. Good signing by Bergman. So let's go into Nelson, Brock Nelson. That was a big signing from I'm the Islanders. I'm bummed. You're bummed. Why? Did you want him? I think he would have been a great winger for Bo Horvat. Yeah, he probably would have, hey? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have looked probably pretty good. But for that price, would you have signed him? Yeah, he got he got good money. I, I'm not surprised he stayed with that. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, six, six by six. Six for six? Yeah. yeah. It's a Louis Erickson contract. Career, he had uh, career highs this year, right? Yeah. 54 points, I think it was. Yeah. I don't I mean, like the signing at all. You don't? I think this, I think this is really bad. Yeah. Do you not, like, it, do you not like him? Uh, I mean, I like him, but for six years of that money, that's a like. That's it is Brock Nelson, right? Yeah, career, and he just had his career yeah. years. Like, I think I'd be more comfortable with him at five, but at six, that was like that's uh, pretty steep. It's a little frightening. It kind of reminds me of the uh, Lindell contract. Like, I think Lindell, they they they're like they're banking on him a little bit, just like I think they're banking on Nelson to mm-hmm. kind of turn the contract into a good deal. Like they kind of overpaid so that later maybe yeah. they're underpaid. You know six what I mean? by six is a lot for a guy with a you know career high of fifty three points and twenty five goals. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's kind of, I don't know. I I I think I think they should have just let him walk. Especially when the last year he only had thirty five points. Yeah. So I, yeah, six well, by six is he, too much. Does he play left or right wing? Uh, he plays center and wing. He can center do, and wing. He can do yeah. The, uh, the he shoots. Just, he shoots just, left. I'm just a little concerned for them just because uh, they got some prospects coming up the the pipeline, right? So, uh, like, Wall, like I don't know where Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows, Bellows are going to fit in. Like, if they're – those are both top six guys. And then they got – who's their top six right now? So, I guess they got Nelson now, Barzell, um, Andres Lee, Olivier, Eberle. free agent too? They they had a bunch. I think I think Everly was a free agent too, right? Is he really? Uh, yeah, I believe he's a free agent. Okay, let me go to Cap Friendly and look this up for us. Um, yeah, they have some. 
why would they sign Nelson to such a big contract? I, like, I, that's what I was saying. I, I, I really don't think it was a good signing. Would he really have like, got that much on the six. open market? They got Andrew Ladd on the books for the next four years at five and a half. Oh. That's bad. Josh, They got Josh Bailey for the next five years at five. Clutterbuck for the next three at three and a half. Like, like There's some problem contracts here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think... Yeah, so they got uh, uh they got to pay Everly, um, which he'll he'll get quite a bit, especially if Nelson Andres, gets six by six. They got, they got to pay Everly, Anders Lee, and Anthony Bolivier, and then what, they got Bar- they got Barzell up next year. Well, so one of them's got to go. They can't keep all of them and sign Barzell to some huge contract next year, right? They actually have the worst guy signing these deals. Like Lou Amarello tends to overpay. See Patrick Marlowe, Zaitsev back in Toronto, and now Com- and Nelson Comrade too. And Komarov, yeah, like, I'm not sure he's the right guy to be signing these contracts. He was the right guy to turn your organization around, for sure, and and hire a good coach and, you know, get everything set after Tavares left and make the playoffs again. But, you know, for someone to Ooh, build up a team to, like this, it's not going to go well. They also have to re-sign Robin Leonard. And he's yeah, going to be exactly. money. Like, he's going to have... I mean, Anders Lee's your captain. I think the odd guy out here is, um, is Eberle. They can't keep him, right? Probably not. So, Probably not. How much does Everly go they got, for? They got a lot of cap space. They got thirty million in cap space. So, is that after the Nelson signing or before? Yeah, after. Oh they wow, that's tw- still a lot. T- they got twenty nine million. So, so they sign. Yeah, I mean, I think they can. They should be able to fit everyone in, just not Everly. It's just the Barzell, like, because they they probably would be like big. to get Barzell done done. Uh, this year, right? Like, and they probably want a long-term, pretty decent size. He kind of, he kind of had a down year, so maybe Barzell doesn't want to re-sign. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't let that situation go into like a, you know, a Mitch Marner. Uh, Ready to offer sheet, Mitch Marner. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't. I'd try to get that done as soon as possible. So they also have Michael Del Cole coming. They have to re-sign him. So oh, yeah. RFA though. But that's an interesting one because you know he was a fifth overall pick and is he even like playing on that team? Uh, yeah, he was called up towards the end of the year. Uh, they didn't play during the playoffs, but he was actually he actually had a okay. really good um year in the AHL. Let me look up. I think More he kind of turned it around. I think he kind of turned it around a little bit. Well, that's who you replace Everly with then. Yeah, yeah, he had so he was a point per game player in the AHL this year. Well, as a 22 year old as a 22 he had 30 yeah he had 34 and 34 and then he had seven points in 28 games for the owls this year so i mean maybe he becomes a salvageable nhl right yeah give him an oh, opportunity yeah. that the in Everly's role and uh see if he flourishes i think that's a good plan next year yeah i mean uh i don't see, like give him a one-year deal and just say hey he's still he's still an rfa again after right if he signs a one yeah yeah. Give him a one or two year deal, and then uh, what's RFA status? 24, 25. 25, right? Uh, it depends on their like games played and stuff. It's like twenty six actually. Oh so, wow! So I would I would give him a two year bridge deal and say, hey, go prepare for the next two years, and then come back to us. Maybe or maybe yeah. you bank on him and try to sign him a little longer and just yeah, just keep him as an RFA at the end of his contract, whatever that is. Then yeah, yeah that's a good plan. What do we think uh, Bolivier gets? He's like a thirty to forty point guy, I think. So probably a short. He's up. Is he up this year? Or is he up next year? Yeah, he's up this year. Hmm. 
How old is he? Anthony Bolivier. So Anthony Bolivier is 21, and he had 28 points in 81 games this year, and he had 36 points in 71 games last year, and he had 24 in 66 the year before. That sounds like a two-year, two-and-a-half-million-dollar bridge deal. Yep. Kind of same thing as uh, Del Cole? Yep. He'll prove it again? For for more money. Probably agree with you guys. Um, And then what what about Leonard? What do we think Leonard gets? Oh, man. So just just to – Grice has one year left on that $3.3 million three-year deal he did uh, this next year, and then he's a UFA after. If you can get him for a Cam Talbot contract, the 4 by 3 that the Oilers had – I think that's ideal. Or do you go after Bob? No, you stick with no, the guy. You gotta, that you gotta got stick you with the him. playoffs. You gotta have some I loyalty. I don't know. I think I, if Bob's open, I, I think I'd rather go Bob than Robin Leonard. I, I mean, sure, but like that's that, that's a tough look. That it is a tough look. This is this is a guy dealing with mental health struggles, and he's turning around with the Islanders and led the team to playoffs. Yeah, but it's a business, unfortunately, right? Right. It's just a uh, I think he, Yeah, you gotta, you gotta re- keep Robin Lehner. He's your guy next year and probably the year after that, regardless. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think if, if you get Lehner for anything under five or at five, you sign him, sure. But I do think that if you if, if this team gets a Bobrovsky, right? I mean, I think that's pretty huge for the Ah, I guess you guys are kind of right, though. He did. He was kind of like their feel-good story. Yeah, yeah maybe, you maybe you're right. Him. Maybe you're you right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't overpay for him. Josh Hosang's also up this year. Yeah, I just was about to say that. So they got Hosang up, and they also have to pay... Uh, there's another name I saw. Um, Or no, that's next year. Sorry. Was uh, Ajo. So they got some guys who are going to step up next year, and play probably i mean sebastian ajo steps into that blue line uh i think noah dobson can step in next year he looked great in the memorial cup he was the mvp of the qmjhl playoffs so um i mean who else they got they got maybe hosang steps up and plays next year this all, the, all these factors in the AHL. yeah wallstrom's not playing next year he'll play in no. the AHL, but yeah, yeah, um, all like there's, there's just a lot of reasons why i just don't like this six by six deal i don't know yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Maybe it's just because they don't have very many centers in their system. I mean, I think, I guess Kiefer Beller, Bellows, maybe? He, I think he's more of a left winger, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we All talked right, about. talk about, about the, the stupid yeah. Islanders. Fucking hates those guys, but uh, let's go to. Uh, we we kind of talked about some free agent signings. Now let's kind of go into some trade rumors that's been happening. I know the, the, hot, the hot one here was uh, Kessel to Minnesota. Um, what do you guys think about that? He's got an 18 no trade clause, and I'm pretty sure Minnesota is not one of them. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, they they need to convince him to go to Minnesota. I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to Minnesota. Well, I you know what actually they they've kind of been a tire fire with their trades lately, with the whole Niederreiter situation and Rask, and uh, they're not really Grandland. trending upwards. They they're trending Granlin especially. They're not really trending upwards. They're trending downwards. So. Uh, well, so is Phil Kessel. <laughs> Let's what do you be mean? real. I think I think Phil Kessel's probably in his last couple of years, right? So that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, but he's, he's still a pretty good player. He's gonna, no, I just mean he's going to start training down pretty quick, probably. 
How old how is many, he? Thirty. How many years does he have left on the on his contract? I'm looking it up, Zane. I got you. Because <laughs> as long as he's playing well at the end of his contract, you're you're good. So Phil's got three years left. He's 31. There you go. And he had what 87 points this year. That sounds like perfect timing. Yeah, I'd take him. Yeah. He could be like one of the pieces though that's. Uh, that team's missing. I mean, they do have some good pieces. They got uh, Suter there. They got uh, who's the uh, who's the defenseman that broke his hand near the end of the year? He's like a oh, little guy. Uh, uh, oh god! Freaking Minnesota Wild players. They will come back to me, but they got yeah. Brise. They got uh, they probably re-signed Stahl. Uh, they got Danton Heinen off the Bruins. They got um, they got some pieces there. I mean, they got a good goalie and. Um, and Dubnik. Dubnik, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think it's the worst place to go, but I would definitely probably try to – I'd probably tell the team, hey, can you try to find me a better spot to go mm-hmm. if I'm Kessel? Uh, I think Elliot Freeman tweeted that he was, like, considering it still. Like, he hadn't said no to them outright, but he was considering it, so. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm just trying to find that defenseman that's bothering me. Hold on. <laughs> the Minnesota guy? Yeah, it's... Uh... Who does who would it's Phil Kessel right? even have to play with in Minnesota? Matt now? Dumba. Like... Matt Dumba. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Dumba's a great defenseman, but you yeah. know, is he going to be playing with Miku Koyu? Because that's not going to put out the same... He's not going to get the same output as he does playing with Evgeny Malkin. Well, I think you'd probably stick him with... Uh, if, if they it, had Granlin, sure, that's a great combination, but you know, now they have Fiola, who's a winger. No, I think he fits in with the Parise, Stahl, and then Kessel on the wing. That line. Yeah, right? fair enough. And then, second, and, then, and then your second line is Quavu, uh I guess, Kevin Fiala, and... Yeah, they need to... They, they, they actually... Minnesota could be active in the free agency, too. They got $21 million in cap space, and they got some forward... They need to some more forwards... They don't, they, they don't really have anybody in um like Can you in imagine if they off, if minnesota of all teams offer sheeted mitch Marner? <laughs> the oh. offer sheet king team i mean yeah why not right if you have the money go do it make yeah. like, go do it like fuck it like you got you got nothing left all your all your old guys are starting to age out <laughs> yeah who needs your first round picks when when you're Old guys are aging out, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Great work. <laughs> this is a very important draft. I, you know what? I just want they, someone to offer sheet Mitch Marner. Doesn't matter who. Oh, I, I, I would love Oilers. that too. I just I'd want love that too. Some someone to do it. The Oilers offer sheet him. Yeah, we're gonna just we're just gonna roll this year uh, twenty million over the cap and just say fuck it. That's our plan. <laughs> Pay the overages. No big deal. Okay, we're really depending on you fans to buy some merchandise yeah, so we, we can really, afford this year's really team. We really need you buy jerseys. Yeah. Uh, jerseys, buy some beer, come over to the streets, get your hot dogs, you know, some donut, hamburgers. You know, the it was really popular with oh, yeah. the Bruins. So. They're getting an ugly-ass third jersey this year. So. Boilers? Yeah. So are the Canucks, dude. Oh, I haven't seen it. it it's not released yet. And um, the Canucks are also getting some, some jerseys, but... And, oh, I guess you know what it looks like. You probably know what it looks like because of uh, your job. There, there's been leaks as well. Oh, have there? Have you guys okay. seen the Vancouver leaked one? They took like the words the Vancouver off it and made the Orca bigger. It looks really weird. Oh, so you guys, it doesn't say Vancouver anymore? 
I it's leaked. That's the leaked one. Yeah. So you guys don't have to tell everyone who what your city name is. No, it's yeah. I get that. <laughs> I get that. But I, I didn't mind it. I really didn't mind the words. But you know what? You know what, Zane? Maybe the Oilers should take Oilers off their jerseys and just put champions and then city. Champions. It <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe I wouldn't mind them going back to the 2005 alternate jersey. That is a the cool. The blue and silver. Oh yeah. 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 With yeah, the, that was my favorite jersey. That was my favorite jersey for them. I also want the Canucks to just go back to the um, the skate. The skate. Days. That's that's yes. that's their fourth jersey. That's their fourth. Dude, I want them to. I just fourth. want them to be their jersey. I want like the orange, yellow, and black back. Like, there's no other team with those colors. Yeah. So what, is there seven jerseys? I like jersey the blue and green though. How many jerseys do they have? They have they have four. <laughs> okay. I, they have four. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the third one hasn't been released yet. What about that Bruins jersey? You guys said you, you liked it. I thought it was gross. Oh, was that, the, was that, their that was blue not, one you no, sent? No, I sent some. It was like a Father's Day concept jersey. Oh, okay. That was what were the color scheme? What was the color scheme? It was like on that? dark blue and yeah, it was blue gold. and like, what yeah. The, what is yeah, this? Yeah, it was not Bruins colors at all. I saw. It, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of an issue. Yeah, it was blue, that, that black, been a and cool gold. Jersey. That would have been a cool jersey if the Lightning won the cup, like the year after that they released. Like, here's our Stanley Cup edition jersey, and they have like the blue lightning or the like a gold lightning bolt going through that'd be cool yeah, yeah it was a blue true. base <clears throat> with black and then gold accents it just yeah. oh it was weird it, it was very weird i did not like it and i already don't like the bruins jersey so that was like even more pukey in them that would be yeah that's like if adidas just wanted to shake things up that's what they would do with the bruins well have you guys uh, heard any other rumors i was kind of talking to uh ben before the show and there's a pretty interesting winnipeg montreal rumor that's been swimming around have you heard about that rumor, Zane? Um, has to do with Nick Ehlers. To trade Nick Ehlers? Yeah, to Montreal. To Montreal? Why would he go to? Mo- Why would they trade him for what? Uh, cap relief. So it's for uh, I think Noah Juleson, our first and a second, I think. Okay, I don't understand what these teams don't understand about cap relief. Why would you trade a good player to get cap well, relief? Well, Ehlers has, did a, this with has Everly. a playoff. It's because of probably either his lack of playoff production, right? That's the same argument that Jordan Everly had. Look what he did for the Islanders <laughs> yeah. this year. That's, in the playoffs. Why, that's why I was going to ask you this sense. question. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, honestly, though, from a Habs perspective, I don't like the trade. I think that they should, like, no. Because we have so many good forwards coming that why why are we trading for forward? If they're going to make a trade, then we need a left D really badly. So, like, um, some people were talking, were, were saying that Ghost Bear is a. His name's in the market, and I think that'd be sweet. To oh Ghostbusters. my god, Philadelphia would be dumb. Yeah. Well, people were saying that. Uh, I think it was Romanoff and a first or a second. I don't know for for him. I'm like, I would do that trade. I think that's a little week. out there. I think the most shot. Who, hey, who's the most shot player in the market right now? Jason Zucker or Phil Kessel? Oh, it's Kessel for Kessel. sure. Yeah. yeah, I guess Kessel. They said they're going to move for sure, and Zucker's yeah, Kessel just being, is getting moved. It's just when Zucker's getting shopped to every team for anything and anything. So both those guys are probably going to get traded for each other. How many points does Zucker have last year? Oh, I sh- don't know this because I don't have every stat memorized off the top of my it's head. Also but I'm looking up right now. It's, it's also the Wild. It's also the Minnesota Wild. Exactly. He has. It's kind of a shame, right? Because Minnesota is a great hockey town, but they get forget they, like everybody forgets about Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. So in 2018, he had 33 goals, 31 assists, 64 points. This year, he came back down to earth. 21 goals, 21 assists, 42 points. Well, the team also just fell off. Like, was just not as good, right? 
Yeah, but you go from 30 and 30 to 20 and 20. That's a well, look at his centerman. He's got like Quavu got hurt, was like out for like half a year. Who was he playing with? Like, let's be real. Yeah, here, fair right? enough. Fair enough. I would take him I, for Chris I... Russell. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota yeah, I, I needs mean, a D man. Min- no, Minnesota. Minnesota is the one team that might do that. You and like the other team would be the Oilers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just perfect. Um, no, I've been hearing a lot about Sakara Sekar- getting moved. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, like that's been like all over the place. That Sekera is the guy that's gonna get. Um, There's gonna been people saying that he's gonna get bought out, but he's making five point five. I'd rather move. Well, as soon Chris as he Russell came back, more. as soon as he came back in the lineup, the Oilers actually started playing half decent. Yeah, he was good, and he was good in the in the World Championships this past. Um, just just recently, like he was the captain of that team, and he led them some good wins. Like this is a good defenseman who's dealt with injury problems yeah he's a bit older but he's only got a few years left on his deal he's an important player to this team you know the reason the Oilers have been pretty bad the last two years because our defense has been injured well who's the pinnacle of that Andre Sakara. yeah no I agree Mm -hmm. I I don't think I think that's a terrible move Uh, and especially the names that have been like getting thrown like around is like potential return it's it's just not even like, I think you just stick to Sakara. The one year that he was actually healthy the whole year, you guys almost made the conference finals. So We, we, we definitely made the conference finals. We just got jobbed. Oh, the right. The, uh, yeah, okay. The Kessler hand over the pad. Still salty you about like, it. You sound, like the, you sound like the Golden Knights right now. <laughs> <laughs> they will stay forever salty about that. Is, and that was good induction for them into being actual hockey fans and not cinderella story it's true it's true okay well uh, you know i just kind of briefly touched on it right there but i I do kind of want to talk about uh i know the nhl and everybody's been talking about how they're going to fix these blown calls and all that stuff and everybody's talking about reviews i would like to point out that i did say a couple episodes ago that uh I would like reviews in the NHL, and I think you guys laughed at me. So, what do you guys think now? No, I I said for calls on like major penalties that I think they should be reviewable, because uh, and and you know just seeing how brutal the officiating has become, you know, it may need to be even beyond that. So I have I have a new suggestion. What if there's a fifth ref that sits up above in the press box and has radio down to the other refs, and all his job is is to watch feet like the feeds. And then the refs down below, like you know, when they have their little huddles, they just they can like radio ins- in. they can they can radio in and go like, "Hey, what'd you see up there?" But like the ref isn't allowed to like make calls or make calls. Um, yeah, like it, it's only go. when the refs ask up to him. That's interesting. You could use you could just have them as the backup official, right? They have a backup official every game. Yeah, like like the puck over glass calls, the like these major penalties, these missed hand passes. And he gets to watch a replay of what's going on, right? Yeah, if it's a blown call, like, if it's really obvious, like, first off, I think the review just, like, coaches' challenges need to be changed where they just get one challenge and they can challenge literally anything. Yeah. As long as it takes less than 30 seconds, I think I'm fine with it. But I think if, so if they did that change and they had a ref upstairs, in every building there's a fifth ref, and he can just radio down and he's always, like, his only job is reviewing the plays... I think that speeds up the process a lot more than them having to call into um, 
call into Toronto, Toronto or wherever or they are. Wherever, like yeah. even even you know the uh, we had uh, John Grant on last week, and he was talking about how you know the refs go off into their room and they have the feet on. Yeah, they the watch game the game in, in yeah. the dressing room. Yeah. So maybe just have the other ref in the ref dressing room, and then he can sit in there and watch the game and watch the reviews. And when the refs come in in between whistles too, he can talk about stuff that they missed on the ice that were like, here, watch for this. This guy's being a, like, a, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I that kind of shit. That. I think yeah. I, 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 that's fine. Like, I think that would really help the guys out. Like, cause there's so many replays now. Why don't you just have a guy watching the replays? That just makes common sense to me, right? Yeah, no, that's true. What do you think? Of, what, do you, what do you think about that, Zane? Yeah, You're the, the more one that he... really... <laughs> The more that these calls get missed and the more you talk about it being an efficient process, the more I'm on board. My main concern was it's going to slow down the game too much. It's going to slow down the game. But yeah. if you can keep it under 30 seconds, he gets to review it. The right call is made. It's a win-win situation. Uh, I'd be for it if uh, they could get the, the timing right. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe it's like a, you know, it's called a ref timeout. And they, they call the guy. And if they can't get the call right in 30 seconds, then it's just a call in the ice stands. Yep. Yep. Maybe that's maybe that's, that's how they start it or something like that, just so we can keep the game going quickly. But yeah, I think I think that they definitely need a fifth ref in disguise, and I think that they need to change coaches' challenges so they can challenge literally anything on the ice. Hand passes, high sticks, bad penalty calls, literally anything. But they just get one challenge, and that's it. Maybe it's penalty if the challenge is wrong too. I don't know. That's that's just my two cents. Yeah, no, I agree. Um. So let's just finish up here with uh, some draft news. Hold on, um, I got I, I got one more like not rumor but kind of thing that happened is uh, okay. Sure. Talk, talking about our resident jail boy uh, Slava Voinov. What about? Uh, oh yes, no. Thank you, thank you for bringing this up. This yeah. is a hot topic. Yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts then, Ben? What do you What do you? I am. I didn't. I mean, it's just I. The, it puts the NHL in a really it's tough wrong. spot. Is it, it, not it wrong? is. It is. But the NHL's put in a really tough spot because he never got convicted of anything, and so it's really it's tough. True. It's really tough for them to hand down like a or to keep such a harsh punishment when you know his girlfriend or his wife or fiance, whatever she was, basically dropped, dropped all charges. the charges. And so that yeah. I mean, it's it is wrong, but it I, I I do feel bad for whoever had to go about that process because it puts them in a tough spot. So. I think there's two things to this, right? There's, um, I think there's influence from the NFL because yeah. there's a lot of events that happen in the NFL. And usually in the NFL, the standard is like, you know, if it's super severe, they're kind of done, right? They're yeah. like blacklisted. Mm-hmm. But if it's like kind of in between, it's like a half year, then they, they get half a year, mm-hmm. nine, nine. If it's kind of bad, they get a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also another point that people are making where like, does the guy deserve a second chance? Like everybody makes mistakes, right? Right. right. And it's like, yeah, but. Um, you know, if you nearly kill somebody, that's not just a mistake. That's a life altering mistake. And you have yeah. to the consequences. Yeah. You don't just get to magically move away for a couple of years until the smoke dies down and then come back and like step back in your life, especially when you're making millions of dollars a year. Right. right and that just thing. doesn't he work. Just that way. ran away from it. Yeah. And he, and he was still playing in Russia, right? Yeah. Like he he went, playing the KHL. It's like he didn't play. He went over and was making money playing. Yeah. So I think that if he, I, I honestly do think he should not be allowed back in the NHL. I think he should stay in Russia. And if he's playing hockey over there, that's great for him. But I don't mm-hmm. think there's any place for him here. I think that uh, there needs to be an example set, and that shit's wrong. You shouldn't do that. And 
I mean, I know that there was that situation with Austin Austin Watson where he did the thing, but there he did he he was charged with uh, domestic violence, but there was more factors to that. There was you know substance abuse, and it was you know more both partners than just the one partner. Like in this case, it's just Lava Voinov, and he nearly killed the person. So she um, didn't even press charges. Well, that's yeah. and another thing that makes it really tough in the NHL is they're married now, like they're together. Yeah, I know. But it's just that whole situation. It, it, do, it is doesn't. It, it just doesn't matter. Like, it, there's just some things more important than that, right? Right. And maybe, maybe she's married to him because she expects he's gonna come back in the league and make millions of dollars, and she wants <laughs> maybe. to make a million dollars. Like, who the hell is gonna sign this guy though? Who? What team is gonna say, yeah, you know what, we'll take this dude? Like, I already said no. LA said no. You think Nashville? Yeah, because of Watson. Yeah, they have Watson. They're in the South. I mean, I hate to say it, but They're in the South is kind of more. It's more oh, uh, no. accepted down there a little bit, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. Nah, I don't think so. I, I, uh, I don't know. No, it's, it's not. It's not like it's not like up in the. It's kind of. It's not like. They might be more forgiving down there. I guess it's not like, like in, in. It's not like in Chicago. It's 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 more like, Chicago to Alabama. Okay, you know, like it's kind of. There is a difference. You hate to say it, but there kind of is, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, but I mean. Just because the team's located there, it doesn't. That's not necessarily who's running it, and, and you know. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, there's not very much media coverage there, as opposed to like any in LA or New York or any of these other yeah. teams. They already have a guy on the team with similar problems, um, and again, it's in the south. That's just, <laughs> that's just my opinion, but uh, uh, I, I, I don't, think, I don't think I think Nashville. I think. Was he? I, really, I, I, he think, I think one team will touch him. I is do. he really worth it? Was he that? I know he's pretty good yeah. off, offensive defenseman, he, but is he? In the is Olympics, it really worth the, the trouble? People were saying he was the best player at the Olympics. What? When the last Olympics? Yeah, when there was no NHL. Well, players. I say there's so, there. He was playing shit competition. But he was still the best player there, right? Yeah. So, and he's he's thirty. He's a right-handed defenseman, which is coveted. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious if Toronto signed him for like a one million dollar deal? Oh boy. Because they need defense and desperately on cheap contracts and nobody will do. take them. So they just go, wouldn't that be just something? And the thing is, it'd probably be a good signing. I like, he's, he's, uh, he's a wife beater. Maybe he'll become a child beater and partner oh, in uh, Matthew should watch out. Oh man. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I, just, I, I, I could resist. I could resist. Oh, no. um, I think we ended there. <laughs> yeah. Like, cut. That's it. Cut. All right. Uh, no, no, we're good. Okay, we need to we need to talk about the Vancouver draft, though, Zane. I know there's stuff you want to talk about with that draft. So yeah, the draft is in you Vancouver. Have the floor. They released tickets to the public, well, to season ticket holders, and it all got snatched up. And now the tickets are over a hundred bucks. And they were like twenty five. The draft. Yeah, they were getting sold regularly at at twenty five bucks. But you know, drafting Canada, that's something everyone wants to go to. So tickets are pretty crazy. Uh, I just hope that Vancouver you know, makes it worth it for all, for all the ticket prices. Don't, and they go out and make a splash no. at the draft and trade for the number one pick. No. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for, thanks for listening this week, guys. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a talk with Zane. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Slava Voinov a call. And, uh... <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Just listen to this. They take on. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm dreamt up a, a three-way deal here. And it's pretty out there. It's pretty crazy. Uh, just let me know who wins this deal. It's with the Canucks, the Predators, oh, and the New Christ. Jersey Devils. Uh, Wait, obviously. this is this is like you came up with the deal? Yes. Okay. So 
Uh, so hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna before this even starts. Yeah. The teams moving back in the draft win. Sure. So the Canucks acquire the first overall pick from New Jersey, as well as Travis Zajac. Are they drafting Capo Caco with it? They're drafting Jack Hughes. No, Mirzane's all about the Hughes brothers. The Hughes and Hughes together. <laughs> That's just so dumb. Oh. Save right, it so, for the Luke Hughes. So, so hold on, hold on. All right. Then, the so they get that from New Jersey, and they send Bo Horvat and their 10th overall no. pick. No, I'm stopping it Bo there. Bo Horvat and <laughs> no, their 10th? No, no. You're out of your mind. Hell no. You're out of your to mind. Nashville. To Nashville. To Nashville. Yeah, well, yeah. They got to oh give up. God, they got to give up. You know, a good Whoa. center and the 10th. Our pick. captain? Future captain. Your future captain can be whoever the hell you want it to be. I want it to be Bo Horvat. Be Horvat. You <laughs> have... Keep going. Keep going. You'll have Pedersen and Jack Hughes Keep... as centers with his other uh... brother on D. Like, that's just a perfect setup. No, it's not. No. <laughs> Bo Horvat's you're, up... you're such an oiler. <laughs> Bo Horvat's putting up 60 points a year playing with fucking Tim Schaller on his wing. <laughs> Tim Schaller. Also, That's fine. Jack also, can put up 80 doing that. Sorry. No. The first and second line have different jobs. You don't just go, oh, yeah, like, fuck, we're just going to put we're 50, gonna 50 goals in the net here and fucking that's it. Like, <laughs> no. All right, hold on. Let, let, I haven't gotten – I'm pissed. Gotten, I I'm pissed for you, Ben. I'm pissed for you. I haven't gotten to what New Jersey's getting out you of should, this. You should have done a three-way trade with like, the Oilers, Montreal, and that, that's what you should have done. Or a four-way deal. That's oh, what you should have got us all involved. All right. Wait, okay. Who was the return? Yeah. So, so the the Preds get Bo Horvat in the tenth. The Devils, who are oh. trying to desperately re-sign Taylor Hall and Tyson to stay, they get PK Subban out of Nashville. Oh, you're absolutely <laughs> hold fucked. on, and Kyle Turris in the twenty fourth overall pick. <laughs> they give up the first overall pick. They get two legitimate players and move back to twenty four. No, this is Kevin such Ross a bad trade. Year. No, I, I'm, still, I, I'm still stuck on the this Canucks. Is, You're trading Bo Horvat for nine picks, nine spots, and well, Jack Hughes, man. No, is this? They're gonna be like no. similar players. No, no. All right, if it's no. a lesser, if it's a lesser pick than the ten. No, because I think the no. Predators want a center instead of Kyle. They want to ship Turris out. They want to no. go another Bo Horvat is not touchable. Absolutely no, not. he's not. Yeah, I agree. And I'm. A, I don't even. I hate the Canucks. So like, what is going on here? This is this is one of your most outrageous claims <laughs> I've ever heard you say. I've heard you say some weird fucking shit, man. Oh, okay. Okay, hold on. Just repeat it back. again. Repeat it. Repeat it again. All right. Canucks acquired so the first overall pick and Travis yeah. Jack. Okay. The Predators get Bo Horvat and the tenth overall pick from the Canucks. Okay. And the Devils acquire P.K. Subban, Kyle Turris, and the 24th overall pick from the Predators. Wait, 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 wait. The, the, the uh, Canucks are getting Travis Zajac, too? Yeah, they so just to get some cap because the Devils are taking on Subban and Turris, and the Canucks have a lot of cap. Didn't Zajac have – oh, no, that was – is Zajac the one that retired? No, no, he's still playing. Who's the one that retired that, I, that I'm thinking of that was, like, the career devil? The Canucks probably. will probably have to move uh, like a Brandon Sutter, but uh, I think they'll they'll be fine with that. How about how about we move Brandon Sutter without moving Bo Horvat and just and just chill? Okay, that, so that I'm okay with. There, there's a couple things here that just they just don't make any sense. Okay, so uh, let, let let's start from the top. Let's oh. start from the <laughs> let's no let's start from the Devils' point of view. Like even from the Devils' point. Of view. Right, Why? Devil's point of view. 
Why do the Devils want to give up the first overall pick? Yeah, why do they not want Jack Hughes or Capo Caco? Like you're you're so convinced that they want Jack Hughes, but why don't they just take Capo Caco? Well, look at the package that they'd be getting from Nashville. You get a star defenseman in PK Subban, who's arguably the who is the most overrated player in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, he's a superstar defenseman, Canadian, friends with Taylor Hall. He's thirty. Making nine million dollars a year, yeah, overpaid. They, he's still a star only has three years left. Then you also get Kyle Turris, who is a top six center. Just because he's a star doesn't make it a good point. You have like, Hishier as your number one center. Kyle Turris is a great number two center. No, he's not. He played terrible this year. And you still keep a first round pick. That yeah, that's fine. We'll rebound. What, okay, what what pick do they have? They have a twenty fourth then too. It'd be the twenty fourth. Yes. No, this is such a bad trade. <laughs> so bad. What happens in three years, man? Like, this team is not even close to... They need to re-sign Taylor Hall. They need to re-sign Taylor Hall. Do they, or do they trade him? No, you don't win a Taylor Hall This team's not even close to winning. And making a deal to get P.K. Subban and Kyle Turris? Do you know how how much they could get for Taylor Hall at $6 million? Like... For one year? They could get so much money. For one year? Yeah, they could get a lot for him. You get what... A sign and trade. You get what? Um, you get what? Uh, sorry, what Ottawa got for Duchesne. That was a lot. Yeah, they did get a lot for Duchesne. But it was, wait, not not Ottawa. It was uh, Colorado. Like Colorado got no, a lot. No, that that what Colorado got for Duchesne was like grand larceny. Yeah, I'm that's what I'm about, saying. I, 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 you're not years, getting that. Like, you're Hall not is that. better than Duchesne. Yeah, yeah you're not Hall getting that. Oh, Hall is better yeah. than Duchesne. Oh yeah. You're 100 getting that. Yeah, you have to get that for for Taylor Hall. Yeah, yeah. What's, I what? Okay, wish look, look, look that, at this but... lineup. Look at this lineup. <laughs> e- even even the fact that you want PK Subban makes no sense because they have Ty Smith, who's a right hand shot. Is going to come in and do the exact same thing Subban's doing. Well, not exactly. Just same let thing, me dream, man. Has want, the potential to. I this want is the so together. bad. Okay. This is well, so we're, now, hold let's on. go to Vancouver's point of view. Let's go. To, let's yeah. go to Vancouver's point of view. <laughs> okay. You have Elias Pettersson. You don't need Jack Hughes. Your second line center is going to go out there and battle against the other team's first line and try you, to shut them down and put up points. And score 60 points. End, yeah, they have get two top-end bottom six centers for that, and they're going to be adding a third in this deal. Le- okay, let me let me like wrap this all around, too. This year's draft is so good that the 10th pick is going to be a very good player. So to give up Bo Horvat, who's playing against the other team's best players and putting up 60 points... You're with, gonna get Jack. Where's Tim fucking Schaller? But, like, like, you. What is what is Vancouver's plan against like when they play the St. Louis Blues? Like they have Jack Score Hughes goals. who weighs 100, 140, 40 pounds, and they have Elias Pettersson who weighs one hundred and sixty pounds at the middle. You trade that's their plan. So you trade oh, Erickson yeah. for Lucic. Oh, oh, I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> oh, I fucking Christ, knew it. <laughs> All right, it's oh, time to end I the episode. Absolutely knew it's that. time to end the episode. It's this over. Is, this is this it's is all over. <laughs> Your Oilers have a GM, is... and you said that trade was in place. There's no trade. That shit is not happening. I'm, I'm ending on that. There's no, okay, no, no way. Let, let's end. Let's end on a positive note. Okay, hold on. That is a positive note. Ben, Ben, <laughs> would you be willing to move back in the draft? Would you be willing to drop down in the draft? Yeah, you got to give me like a proposal, because yes, but it just depends on you know what what that benefits us. So, well, what would it take? Like, how many spots would you be willing to drop down? And uh, what, what kind of stuff do you need? I could drop down to, like, 18, 20. You think so? I think I... Well, let's see. Hold on. I'm about to pull up your prospect sheet here. 
I, I'm not going to give you a proposal, but I, what I'm trying to say is I think that that is what the Canucks should look to do. In, in I mean, if, like, we drop down... Because I actually, think a guy like... I think a guy like Victor Soderstrom would, would be available lower down, and that's, like, a Soderstrom. Um, you think he's going to be available that low? Beyond... I think, the, I, I think the Canucks are one of the only teams that have a reason to take him that high. Really? But he's a damn good yeah. defenseman. I think, I think Soderstrom... I think, or Vancouver, I think Florida, uh, yeah, I think those are the two, Vegas, maybe? I'm willing to move down and, and steal your pick at 15 of Alex Newhook. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, no, because that's literally what I was going to say. I think because uh, if uh, Newhook is there I, I think 10, you're steal. I think the Habs, I think the Habs would jump up and take, I, I would want them to take Newhook, but. I'd, um, I'd trade you. I'd go 15, trade 10, 15 if you chip in. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. See, like, like a. That, that's the kind of shit that I think we you, we should be thinking about. There's a, no world in this year that like trading up is good because there's the depth. Like, if you, it's so unbelievable this year, and we're gonna do a draft show in the off season before the draft, and we'll talk about this. But um, yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is Zane's insane. Don't listen to anything he says. <laughs> uh, unfollow him. Unfollow him on Twitter and wow. give me a follow. And... Make sure you follow. Make sure you follow Hockey Evan Pod at least. Yeah, definitely do that. Uh, definitely give us a follow. <laughs> Hockey Heaven Pod. Hockey definitely, Evan I Pod. want you guys to spam Zane's Twitter and just tell him he's nuts. Everyone slide into Zane's DMs and, and <laughs> slide his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, what? I'm gonna tweet that trade to the public so people know. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna send that to Elliot Friedman. <laughs> Elliot, we have a trade. Hockey Evan Pod has a trade proposal. Well, one third of Hockey Evan Pod has a trade proposal. Oh, All right, man. thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really appreciate That's it. it. Yeah. Again, We're give us here. a follow at Hockey Heaven Pod. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Actually, we might not see you guys next week. We may wait till the uh, playoffs is wrapped up, and then we can talk about what you know happened in the finals. And then we'll probably do a draft show. And yeah, so there's some good content on the horizon, guys. Look or uh, keep a. Uh, Give us a follow so you guys you know keep up to date and stuff for it. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, later. Thanks for listening.